0: Hey guys, I hope you had a great weekend and a great Thanksgiving. As Josh said in the sermon yesterday, I was preaching in another church and was not able to be at our church. And speaking of the sermon yesterday, I just finished listening to it and I must say that it was truly very convicting, but very needed in my own life. There have been periods in my life when I did a great deal of memorizing, but I'm afraid it's been way too long since I memorized any scripture. And by God's grace, I'm going to take the challenge and begin to memorize Scripture again. The body of Josh's message was from Don Whitney's book, The Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life, and it seems that the Holy Spirit is wanting some of those truths from that book to permeate our lives. So let's join Don Whitney again, as he's in the process of teaching on meditating on Scripture, and we're going to hear something very similar to what Josh said on Sunday.
1: So we have to make clear what we mean and what we don't mean. So let me give you my own definition now. Meditation is deep thinking. And you say, well, that leaves me out right off the bat there. Well, whatever deep thinking is for you, okay? Or again, this is for everybody. Meditation is deep thinking on one of two things, basically, on the truths and spiritual realities revealed in Scripture. Or you might just say meditation is either on Scripture or on life from a scriptural perspective. In other words, you can start, meditation can start with scripture. You take a verse of the Bible and you meditate on that, and you then you apply it to your life. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. But I want to point out that meditation can be the reverse. You can start with your life and take that to the Bible and think biblically, about life. Something awful has happened to me. Why has that happened to me? You bring that to the Bible. What should I think biblically? Why can't we have a child? Why can't I get a spouse? Why can't I get a job? And you take that issue to the Bible and you look, what does the Bible say about this? How do I think biblically? about this issue in my life. You can start with creation. You look at at the the spring flowers and the buds on the trees, and you say, what does that tell me about God? And then you take that to the Bible, to think biblically about the world, about life. And I won't take the time but show you where the Bible teaches that. So, in other words, you can start with the Bible... You just open the Bible, you read the Bible, you choose a verse, and you meditate on that verse, and hopefully you apply it to your life. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. But meditation can be the reverse. You can talk about, well, how should I vote in this election? How should I raise my child? How should I do this? What what should I do in this problem at work that I'm being pressured on? And you take life and bring it to the Bible and try to think biblically about life. That's also meditation. Scripture. What does the Bible say about this? And we do this for the purposes of understanding, understanding the Bible, understanding life, application, applying the Bible to life, and prayer. Now let me give you this analogy here. We have a cup of boiling hot water and a tea bag. In this case, I don't know if you can see that the tea bag is the Word of God, and the Boiling hot water is your brain, your mind. If you plunge a tea bag into boiling hot water and pull it right back out, what happens? Not a lot, right? A little tea comes out, but not a lot. You plunge it in a couple of times, a little more tea comes out, but not a lot. Three times, you get more tea, four times, and so forth. Or you can put it in there and let it steep. Well, in this analogy, plunging the tea bag in there once is like hearing the Bible. You don't have to do much of anything. You can fold your arms, you can close your eyes, hear the Bible, and profit from that. But you'll probably get a little more out of it if you read it yourself. That's two plunges of the tea bag because now you have to open your eyes, you have to move them back and forth on the page. There's a little more effort involved in reading than just hearing. To study the Bible is like three plunges of the teabag. It's a little more effort yet. You're looking at cross-references, maybe using other tools. Four plunges is like memorizing the Bible. That takes more effort yet, but meditation is putting the teabag in there and letting it steep. Meditation is letting the Bible brew in your brain. And just as the teabag will tincture the water, that reddish-brown color we're familiar with, so... When you meditate on Scripture, it colors your thinking. It colors your thinking about God, that His glory is above the heavens. It colors your thinking about your own heart. It colors your thinking about that 2.30 appointment on Tuesday. It colors your thinking when you meditate on scripture. But the tea bag doesn't just color the water, does it? What else does it do? Flavors it, right? That's exactly what happens with meditation. That's where we taste spiritual reality. Through meditation, we taste and see if the Lord is good. Through reading the Bible, we read that the Lord is good. Through meditation, we taste and see that the Lord is good. We experience the goodness of God. Through reading the Bible, we read that God is love. Through meditation, we feel the love of God in biblically appropriate ways. We're to love God with what part of ourselves? Everything, right? All our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Meditation evokes that. The whole personed experience of God, the whole personed response to God tends not to happen through merely reading. Reading is exposure to Scripture. It's a starting place, good, but meditation is the absorption of Scripture. That's where we experience God. We experience God through meditation. Meditation. And the transformation of life that we long for when we come to the Scripture doesn't occur primarily through reading, but through meditation. And my contention is we just don't do that. It's not that we can't meditate on Scripture. We just don't. What we've got here is a failure to meditate. Simple. It's not that we can't. We just don't. We don't have to add time to what we're doing. It's not that we need some special knowledge or tool or skill or insight or aptitude that we don't have. Every Christian can do this. It's simple. We just don't. Today we're going to learn about doing that.
0: Well, we will pick up here on the next podcast as we further consider Dr. Whitney's teaching on meditation. If you're already memorizing Scripture, I'd love for you to share with us on Saturday morning your method. And if you're not, I want to encourage you to consider what your plan for memorizing Scripture is going to be in the coming year. And I think I'm going to do that myself this week and uh, be prepared to share with you my plan. And let's consider these questions this week. How does memorizing Scripture help us to be victorious over temptation. What are the mechanics of how that works? And finally, if we have time, I want to meditate with you on Hebrews eleven four, which says this, By faith, Abel offered to God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous, God commending him by accepting his gifts, and through his faith, though he died, he still speaks. So how do we see the concept of worship in this verse? And then what is the relationship between worship and faith? What are some sacrifices that we offer in our worship? And how has God used Abel's worship in our lives? Well, that's it for me. Hope you have a great week. And the Lord willing, we'll see you Saturday morning.